The past few weeks, we've been having this ongoing conversation on the back end of our website, specifically in our mastermind rooms. We have a private mastermind forum. We have four of them, actually, on the back end of our website that no one can access but our mastermind students. And in the in those forums, the students are they're busy chattering all the time. We're we're talking every day virtually about all sorts of things, but it's all tied to what they're doing in our mastermind program. Because it's an all online course, we we want to create a sense of community even with the limitation of cyberspace. And it's important for me to engage the students as they are going through the program. What we don't want to do is just give them the training and say, well, you're all on your own. But no, that's not how it works. And so we are engaging with them all the time as much as they want us to engage with them. And so it's very much an interactive program. They're doing the coursework but virtually every day they're talking to us and talking with it amongst themselves about the aspects of the training, how they are applying it to their lives, things that are going on outside of their personal lives. Uh, they also are talking about the coursework and the things that they're learning, et cetera, et cetera. Well, one of our students asked me a couple of months ago, her name is Cece Tillman. I'll share more about her later, but she's about halfway through our program, and she wanted to know the rhyme and reason, the logic of how I developed this program, why I developed it the way I did, and she's asking from an intriguing, uh, insightful, curiosity perspective because Cece is a seasoned educator. Uh, she has been in the education world for more than 30 years now, and she has had bukoodles of training in education. And as she was looking at our program, she was impressed with the structure, how it's laid out, the way it's built, why it was built. In fact, that's the question that she was asking me. Why did you build it this way? Because she was so impressed with it. Well, the question stumped me, and I told her so. I'm not sure how to answer the question. In fact, what I told her I said, Cece, well, the program's laid out. It's, it's like common sense. Of course, she told me that common sense is not that common. And so we had a couple of phone calls because I meet with our students once a month uh, privately. And in two of those phone calls, part of the discussion was going over this question that she asked me, why did you build this program this way? And I, I told her, well, I'm still stumped. And so this is what I asked her to do. I said, Cece, I want you to go on the forums, the Mastermind forums, and here, here I want you to I want you to share your perspective of our Mastermind program, and, and maybe that will help me uh, to understand what you're getting at. And so she did that. She was very kind enough to do that. She gave an evaluation of our all online biblical counseling training discipleship course, and I'm going to share what Cece shared with us. Uh, me, the other supervisors, and the student body. I'm going to share that information with you. And if you want to read what she shared, then you can read this article that I have for you. The title of this podcast and the article, if you want to read it, an educator shares her perspective about our training. Our Mastermind course is an all-online training curriculum that teaches Christians how to grow in their discipleship, biblical counseling, 
practices. And so now we have a seasoned educator who, as I said, is also a student in our program, and she provides her assessment as well as her personal experience of our training course. I'm sure this will be intriguing and instructive for many of you. We have quite a few folks who come regularly, and they are inquiring about our training. And so I thought, well, if I can give you a snapshot of a student's perspective, that may help you in your biblical decision-making process uh, if you're thinking about going through this training or if you know someone who wants to go through the training. And so I'm going to share with you, first of all, I want to give you Cece's bio because I want you to know that, that she's not a rookie educator. She's been around the block about 10 or 11 times. And then I'll share with you Uh, her assessment, and I'm going to comment throughout it because it is insightful and I want to add more color to it because our desire here is to serve you. I I don't want to hide the ball. That's what I don't want to do. I want you to know what you're getting yourself into, and so I try to be as clear as I possibly can. I have half a dozen podcasts I have articles written all over our website about our mastermind training because I don't want to hide the ball. I don't want you just to think this is a good idea. I want to do it, but yet you get into it and you realize it's a it's a bigger piece than what you had anticipated. So I want you to go in with your eyes wide open. But the first thing, that before I get into her bio, which I'll share with you, and her assessment, I want to share a few things about our program that will help you in your decision-making. We're always having folks checking it out. And so again, I want to be clear. So if you are interested in our training The first thing that you have to do is you have to read and listen to everything on our Mastermind informational page. If you go to the Receive Help drop-down on our website, you will see Mastermind Info as one of the drop-downs. And if you click on it, what you will see is an LMS, a Learning Management System. That is the format, and you can go through that little LMS, and you can read all the necessary and listen to all the necessary pieces about our training. Our training program is an excellent fit for individuals who have a goal in mind. Now, I want you to think about that sentence, because if you are thinking about our training program, then it is imperative that you have a have an aim, that you have a, a real objective. It may not be perfectly clear in your mind, but you have a goal. It is the difference between going to college and high school. In high school, the stereotypical kid, and that would be me, I know some of you knew what you wanted to be when you were four years old, and that's what you're doing now, and and may your kind increase. But the stereotypical kid, like me, doesn't know what he wants to be when he grows up. And so he meanders through high school with really no ultimate purpose. And then hopefully by the time you're in the 11th or 12th grade, uh, but that is a big ask too. But hopefully by, at that point that you kind of know what you want to be when you grow up, but that's high school. But then in college, which is what our program is more in line with, it has an aim. It's the individual who wants to finish in four years so that he can become fill in the blank. And that's why I said our training is an excellent fit for individuals who have a goal in mind, even though it might not be completely clear to you at this point. If that is you, then I really want you to consider our training. Let me give you just 
a few ideas of what a goal can be. And if you have this, these types of goals in your mind or something similar to this, then you are a good candidate for our program. The student who finishes our program does it because, here's a goal, he wants to be a biblical counselor, or she wants to be a biblical counselor. Here's another one. He or she wants to have a counseling, coaching, or education ministry that they want to be able to help people in the area of discipleship, counseling, coaching, education, however that may play out. That's a goal. Another one is he hopes to be on church staff teaching or as a counselor in the local church. He desires to grow in discipleship because he wants to be a better human being. He wants to be a better spouse, better father, better friend. That is a good goal. We have some students that that is what they want to be, that is all they want to be. They don't want to be a biblical counselor. They don't want to be on a church staff. They don't want to have any kind of counseling-type ministry. They just want to be a better human being. But that's just that's not a theoretical statement that they're making. This is real to them. It is actually a real goal. It is an objective. Uh, here's another one. He intends for the training to make him a better small group leader a better Sunday school teacher, or other discipling-type ministry. Now, perhaps you have another goal that you're thinking about, but it is a goal that you have in mind, and that's the point, that if you don't have a clear purpose for doing the training, you probably won't finish it. Think of it like the difference. I use the illustration of high school versus college, where college is typically more definitive than High school, think of it like this. Here's another illustration, the difference between a wagon wheel and a train track. The wagon wheel has many spokes going in all sorts of directions. The train rail is heading in one singular direction. That's the goal that, I was, that I've been talking about. Some students coming into our program with no purpose other than it sounds like a good idea and it will help them. Well, they, they won't finish, honestly. They never do. Some of these folks live their lives that way. They dabble at different things, but they have not settled on a life trajectory at this point. And so what they do is they add our training to their schedule. But because they live more like on a wagon wheel where they go down this spoke and then they come back and then they go down another spoke and then come back and then go down another, etc., these folks don't finish the program because there's no clear objective aim. Other folks read or listen to our resources, and they resonate with them. Our perspectives about life and relationships, they are meaningful. They are relevant. They do resonate. We get that email all the time. It's like, you're reading my mail. This speaks to exactly where I am now. And, and, and some of them, because of that, they want to learn more. Well, that's really not a good idea. Again, I mean... I appreciate that it resonates, but this program is is for the, let's say, college student that is sending them down a particular direction, the railroad track. And if you don't have that clear goal in mind, then it will be very hard for you. It's like saying, I love automobiles, so I'm going to college to learn how to build one. Well, I'm glad that you love automobiles, but you really need to think twice 
before you go to college to learn how to build one because that's a whole different ball game than just liking them. And so people like our resources, and again, they do resonate, and they want more, and that I do appreciate. But our mastermind program is really not designed for that kind of person. If God is leading you to a goal that has something to do with discipleship, though it hasn't solidified in your mind at this point, our program is one of the best you'll ever take. And if this is you, then what I want you to do is I want you to read CC's evaluation in, in this article. You can listen to it, of course, in, in this podcast. And for those folks, if you run into somebody that reads the article, ask them to listen to this podcast because I'm obviously saying a lot more than what is written down in the article. The article is 1,300 words. Uh, but I'm going to. I'm, I've already said way more than that, and I will share more as I work through Cece's evaluation. But here's her bio: Cece Tillman finished her 30th year in public education. This is this is 20, 2020, I suppose, in Northwest Georgia. She has a bachelor's degree in elementary education from the University of North Alabama, a master's degree in elementary education from Alabama A and M and an educational specialist degree in educational learning from Lincoln Memorial University. She has taught kindergarten, first, second, fourth, fifth, and sixth grades. She also has taught special education and gifted students. She is a literary specialist and has been an academic coach who trained teachers and administrators within a school setting for nine years. You remember the part when I said she's not someone who, I mean, she's someone who's been around the block 10 or 11 times. She's not a novice uh, educator. She has taught adjunct classes for prospective teachers at Covenant College in Lookout Mountain, Georgia. She has been a school consultant in Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Alabama, Pennsylvania, Galena, Jamaica. She presented at the National Conference in San Francisco, Orlando, and Reno. CC also co-authored a book on reading strategies from uh, Carson DeLosa in 2004. And so that's her bio. This is the individual that has been, she has been critiquing my mastermind course. And not just critiquing it as someone looking through the window, but she has been critiquing it from the inside out. The title of this podcast is An Educator Shares Her Perspective About Our Training. Now, here's uh, Cece's evaluation, quote, I feel like the Mastermind course is teaching me about what is truly important. I enjoy the program so much, and God is preparing me for something. Now, I want you to hear that because, as I said earlier, Cece has a goal. Her goal has been to become a better human being. She wants to grow in her relationship with God. She wants to grow as a wife and as a mother. She is also a Sunday school teacher, but she doesn't have a definitive plan as to how it's all going to play out for her. And so we make our plans, of course, and God orders our steps. And so you hear some vagueness in where this is going to take her, and of course, Again, when I say you have to have a definitive goal, I also want you to hear this. There's always vagueness in our plans because we hold our plans loosely. But Cece has a goal in mind. She wants to be a better human being, a better wife, a better mother, a better Sunday school teacher. Now, if God adds to that, well, praises to him. 
She says, I have much to learn. That is why I'm so thankful for this ministry. I'm also thankful for each mastermind student. I'm learning even more as I watch each of you interact on the forums. God is so good. What she's talking about there is part of the requirement in our program is that the students have to interact on our forums for folks who come to us asking questions from around the world. Now, that is also being supervised by me. It is important for me, and this is part of the program, that our students learn more than theology and they learn more than sanctification, meaning that they learn how to apply. And we offer we offer an excellent opportunity to be able to apply what you are learning while you are learning it. And part of that application process is interacting with people on the forums, which for some of our students, it causes fear and trembling and knee knocking, uh, but they do it. They do it in faith. And we have these interactions again in our mastermind room as we, we talk about this. And that's why I was saying earlier that on our forums, there is a lot of, on our mastermind forums, there is a lot of training that's going on. So it's not just the curriculum, but it is truly hands on training. It's an apprenticeship where you receive the education and the practicalization at the same time. Cece continues, a few months ago, I asked Rick about the process he used to put the mastermind program together. I'm both an educator and a trainer of educators, duh, as you have listened to her uh, bio. And she says, I'm very impressed with the scope and sequence of the training. The further I get in the program, the more impressed I have become. As I shared what I've noticed with Rick, he revealed that he wasn't thinking of educational theory, but common sense. I reminded him that common sense is not common. And so here are a few things that I have noticed about the program. Cece talks about focused feedback. She says, the feedback is superb, focused, and life-changing. As, as an educator, I have, I have read a great deal of research about the importance of feedback. It has one of the highest impacts on student learning. The more specific and focused feedback is, the more impact it has. Rick, Brandy Huerta, and Mark Grant are all providing positive, targeted feedback. It is so helpful as I seek to change and grow. Now, as I was saying they get feedback on the forums, and so there is constant feedback happening. It's just a, a circularity. It's recirculating all the time as the students, uh, they're sharing this and sharing that, or they answer on the forums, and I am providing training on the back end, and so they're getting ongoing feedback real time to the uh, counseling that they're doing on the forums. That's one of the areas where they receive feedback. But she was talking about Mark and Brandy as well. And so when they send in their work uh, to us, uh, Brandy uh, leads our theological uh, depart department, systematic theology. And so she responds to the theological training that they are receiving. And then Mark heads up the counseling application site where he works through the case studies. And then they give their feedback to each of the students' assignment. And then I also give assignment feedback as well. Some people ask, you know, why is there a fee uh, to our program? I think that should be self-explanatory as you've listened to how 
to the focus feedback that CC's talking to. There's a lot of time that we invest in our students. I'm talking about real time that we invest in our students, whether it's on our forums or on the feedback that we give them through the reports that they send to us. But it is critical to me. Again, we just don't want to give someone information. They give the responses, whatever their responses may be, and then they don't receive any kind of interaction from from the people that are providing the resource. And so we do have focused feedback. She went on to say, the sequence of activities is thoughtful and builds on each other. After the addition of each new exercise to the mix, it forms a well-rounded program that addresses all areas of the Christian life. And the three areas that she's addressing here is theology, sanctification, and application. I mentioned those earlier, but that's the three-legged stool that our program sits on. Theology, again, you could think of it this way, like a, a well of water, and the water is the theology. And then the ladle that you dip down into the water, or the bucket that you dip down into the water, well, that is the, you're bringing it up now, so you're getting ready to apply it. That's sanctification, and then you actually drink it, you personalize it, that is the application. And so if you, you can have application with no theology and your life will be chaotic. You, you can have all the theological training and all the sanctification training in the world, but don't have application, well, knowledge can puff up. You can be self-righteous and arrogant. You can be dysfunctional because you don't know how to apply it. And so our program is a threefold, and it works throughout the program. As she says, each new exercise is added, and it builds one building on the nut, on the next one that develops into a well-rounded program. But those are the three aspects of it. She goes on to say the assignments are at a higher level than rote recall. In education, we call it DOK, depth of knowledge. I've studied very I've studied various learning theories throughout my career. Piaget, Bloom, Maslow, each one addresses the importance of moving beyond rote recall to higher levels of learning such as synthesis and application. Now, these big words aren't mine. And I'll assure you, when I was building the program, is not what I was thinking, but it does make sense what she is saying. We don't, again, we, we're not just giving information out here for you to memorize. We're giving you information that we want you to synthesize and apply it uh, to your life, not just learning facts so that you can spit it out. And so one of the most important things that our students will ever do is the personalization, practicalization of the the, the things that they are learning to their own lives. As I tell them, I don't want you to be detached counselors, detached disciples to where you're just spouting information, where you're giving facts to someone, but you have not been affected by those facts. And so it's not about rote recall. As she says, it's, it's doke. D-O-K. It's like this program is dope, but we would say this program is doke, D-O-K, depth of knowledge. And so we want to make sure that it is synthesized and it is applied, and that is a non-negotiable in our program. CC says that is evident in the assignments throughout this training. An example is the systematic theology assignments. 
There is, uh, in fact, the student goes through the entire corpus of ST, systematic theology, bibliology, uh, theology proper, the doctrine of God, Christology, pneumatology, hermodiology, which is the doctrine of sin, anthropology, the doctrine of man, ecclesiology, doctrine of the church, eschatology, the end times, etc. And so they go through the whole ST uh, spectrum as part of their training, and that's the water part. That's the, the that's the theology part that I was talking about earlier. But she says, she says, evident in the assignments that there is synthesis and application throughout the training. An example is the systematic theology assignments. Creating case studies that address the content learned is a very high-level task. The ability to complete it requires an understanding of the material and an application to real life. Now, what she's saying here is that when you go through systematic theology, and let's say you're learning theology proper, and you're under you're reading about, let's say, uh, the doctrine of omniscience, or let's say om- omnipotence. Let's take that one, the doctrine of omnipotence. In a normal ST class, you will learn omnipotence, and then you will have to define it. Omnipotence means God is all-powerful. Great, you passed the test. You made a 100. We don't do that. We don't do that. There are no questions that says explain omnipotence, omniscience, the hypostatic union. We don't do that. This is what we do. And this is what CC is getting at. The question that you will have, and I don't know if this is an actual question, and so this might not be an actual question, but this is the concept. And so when you're studying the doctrine of or the teaching of omnipotence, the question that you will have, how will you uh, or write out a case study for helping a 13-year-old who was adopted using only the teaching of omnipotence? And what I'm getting at with that question is, is that many times a person who is adopted feels a sense of rejection. You could also ask the same case study question, but how would you counsel a person who has been physically or sexually abused using the teaching of omnipotence? Because here's the thing, people who have been adopted or have been abused, a lot of them struggle with the sovereignty question. If God is all-powerful, if God is sovereign, where was he? Why was he not there when my parents gave me, my bio parents gave me up, or that person abused me? Those are the type questions that we would ask for something like, say, omnipotence. And so Cece says it is evident in the assignments because they create case studies to address the content learned at a very high-level task. She went on to say, as I talked with Rick, I realized that he just used common sense. His knowledge of what traits a good are of a good disciple a good discipler needs to possess, and most importantly, the guidance of the Holy Spirit as he designed this program. I'm approaching the halfway mark in the training, but it is continuing to challenge me and reveal areas of needed growth. And this is what I, and I know Brandy and Mark are the same way, this is what we are looking for in the students. We we want to we want them to personalize it and practicalize it. And so when we read their coursework, what we're looking for is how are you counseling yourself? How are you discipling yourself? Again, we don't want to be uh, rote responders where we're telling people to take a verse and call me in the morning, but we want people to be passionate about what they are sharing with others because they 
are being transformed by the very things that that they're sharing with other people. The way that you have been comforted, as Paul talked about in Corinthians, you want to give that comfort to other people. And so what CC is saying here is continuing to challenge me as it reveals area areas of needed growth. Because when you're offering hope to someone who is struggling, there are two points Two aspects to hope. Point number one, you tell a person, giving them hope, you tell them that God's Word has an answer for what you're going through. Point number two, you tell them, I know that's true because this is what God has done for me. And so our program, again, focuses on application that you are being transformed by these things that you are learning. Cece says, at the same time, the feedback does not bring about condemnation, but a great sense of hope. It is as though 2 Peter 1.3 is being unfolded before my eyes. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4 becomes more and more real as I make my way through the program. It has given me a better understanding of what the body of Christ should be about and a desire to find ways to replicate that here in my local church. This program has been a gift of God's grace in my life. Thank you, team, for all your planting and all your watering. May God bring a fruitful harvest, Cece Tillman. The title of this podcast and the the article that I just shared with you in Cece's evaluation is An Educator Shares Her Perspective About Our Training. If you're interested in our training, the first step is for you to Go to the LMS, the Mastermind Information Course, under the Receive Help drop-down and read and listen to everything. If you have any questions from that point forward, I have the free public forum or the supporting member forum. Click on the one that's appropriate and ask any additional questions that you have there. Thanks for listening. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.